Ring out the old year, ring in the new, ring a ding ding. The Apartment is such a good movie. That's the way it crumbles, cookie, cookie wise. wise. Oh, that movie! I know. Every time I watch The Apartment, it gets better. Yeah. For me, and that's that's a sign of of a wonderful movie and any piece of art is that each time you come to it, it gets better, not tired or anything like that, or. Even, like, predictable. You know, like, when you're watching a movie and you've seen it a bunch and it's kind of predictable? Like, like, in it, like, emotionally. I don't know. Like, uh, does that make sense? Is we, I, I don't, like, usually predictable is, like, you've never known what happens and you predict it, right? Because mm-hmm. that, but what I don't know what would, what would be a better word. I guess it feels fresh every time you watch it. Yeah. You get immersed every time you watch it. Yeah. And you're not just sitting there waiting there for for the good parts or you're not, you know, like, oh, this is the boring part. You know, it, it just, like, it holds up so well. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Forth. Join the dynamic duo... Edwin and Megan as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. Well, we are talking about... You used well instead of so. Brava! <laughs> Yay me! That was my New Year's resolution. Was it now? Uh, no. <laughs> As you can tell, we were talking about New Year's resolutions. It is not New Year anymore. It's slightly old, slightly aged. It's still in its infancy, though. It is. It is. Uh, but I would say that this is, we're, we're, we're more than halfway through January, and yes. people are realizing that their sparkly new hopes for a mm-hmm. new year were a little bit overrated. Yes. At, at, at this point in in the new year, most people realize that the year is very much like themselves. It's still the same. Right. Years do not change drastically at the the drop no, of the No, change change ball. yeah, change happens incrementally and going from December 31st to January 1, there is not going to be a monumental change. Oh, the times are We're going to dive into if we make resolutions, how to make resolutions. Do they even... Ought one to make... Ought one. Is it even worthwhile? And uh, so maybe we should start with, do you, Edwin, make New Year's resolutions? As a person. As a person. As a being. As a being, breathing most of the time. Well, that's what, that was my resolution, actually, was to, to, was to, to continue to breathe. Oh, then nice. I have been sticking to it So, So are you getting hung up on the taking the oxygen in or, or the letting go of carbon dioxide? I would say it, it's, it's mostly the inhaling part. The exhaling, yes, I yep. feel that's just a relaxation mode. Yeah. But that's... I become too relaxed and I forget to oh. inhale. So you That know, has you just... oft happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Because I live such a stress-free life and, and don't really worry about anything, a kind of a kuma, kuna matata. Hakuna matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna matata. 
lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The inhalation is what okay, I so struggle your, with. Okay, so your resolution is to inhale more. Yes. Yeah, fresh, clean oxygen, I'm sure. Or are you Ab- getting the canisters now? Uh, I like it in, in, in intravenously, oh, actually. okay. That's... Yeah, well, that mean that helps with the inhaling part. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> Seriously, though, I sometimes don't breathe. <laughs> Or at least breathe properly, right? Right. Like, have you... I find myself often Mm -hmm. holding my breath. Like, I'll be working at the computer, I'll be crocheting, and I'll, like, all of a sudden... What happens is I get pain in my shoulders. And I'm like, ow! Oh, this... I I guess I've been crocheting for so long, and then I kind of wiggle my shoulders. And I keep crocheting and kind of wiggling my shoulders. Neck crack, neck crack, yes, yes. And then I realize I'm not breathing. (laughs) Almost passed out. And then you're like, <gasps> hold my breath now. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm actually, when I'm consciously trying to hold my breath, very bad at it. But there are times where I don't know how long I've been holding my breath. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a substantial amount of time. Because I'm, I'm focusing on something and I, I guess I don't want to breathe. I don't know. They say it's supposed to be voluntary and, like, your brain doesn't even know you're doing it. But for me, a lot of times, I have to consciously breathe. Yeah, I think you get so immersed in what you're doing that you don't breathe deeply. I'm yes, I'm assuming yeah. you you I mean, breathe sh- like a yeah. little bit, but yeah. not like not catch your, breaths, yeah. but not like enough. Yeah, and then you start getting headaches. Yeah. Also, notice that I started sticking out my my tongue, like pursing my lips and sticking out my tongue. <laughs> That's very quintessential classic uh, signs for thinking deeply. Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently my, my noggin is, is working or, mm-hmm. or not. I don't yeah. know. I guess I need all the help I can get or I bite my, my lip. Uh, that's I, So I've just caught myself doing those things. Yeah. So I guess I'm focusing. Maybe folks now can, can tell with my flippancy about, about setting New Year's revolution, <laughs> revolutions. Resolutions. Resolutions. Uh, <laughs> <Viva> la France! <laughs> I... Uh, I don't really set resolutions. I occasionally have goals, but the goals tend to be very long term. So they're not. Or very short term. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just thinking a year is an awkward amount. 365 days is just an awkward amount of time. Well, I feel like most of the time when people have the New Year's resolutions, they are. Most of the time for self-improvement. And I think self-improvement, that's a resolution in and of itself. That's a lifelong endeavor. Yes. So are you saying there's a distinction between a resolution and a goal? Or do you mm. think people view it as the same? Because I, I got to be honest, I kind of view it as the same. Me too. But do you think there is a difference that I... Because... Do I, th- do you think a resolution is only a goal towards self-improvement? I, I you've, you've, you've tacked that down beneath your thumb and, and you have it wriggling there, that thought. What you didn't see is a moment before I was sticking out my tongue <laughs> <laughs> with pursed lips. Mm, I'm thinking. Uh, so, okay. So a, resu- a resolution is typically a type of goal that is keyed towards self-improvement okay. and, and betterment. Okay. So we'll, we'll try to keep... Typically, people don't have resolutions to eat more chocolate, but you could have a goal to eat a pound of chocolate. Okay. 
right? Yeah. That could be your goal or to, yeah. to amass a bunch of chocolate. Yeah. But most of the time, people don't make resolutions that are like that. So I was thinking about this today, knowing that we were going to record. Mm-hmm. And I was struck by the idea of, you know, resolutions that a lot of people say they have. And a lot of it is very focused on the negative. Mm-hmm. Right? I am not as healthy as I want to be. I want to be healthy. I don't have as much money as I want to have. I want more money. I don't travel as much as I want to. I want more travel. Mm-hmm. And this year, kind of like thinking about my year, and I wouldn't say I make strong resolutions, but you, you do kind of think about the trajectory of, of your year. One which, is inclined to reflect upon yeah, the past year. Which is totally fine. And I, reassess where you're going. What I want to do in making my resolutions is focus on what went well in the past year. Because I certainly get caught up in all the things that I didn't accomplish, all the things that didn't go well, the things that I wanted to do but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I lose sight on the things that did go well. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to try to make my my goals reflect what did go well. And build off that success. And build off of it. like Something that went really well last year for me, which was super minor, but it ended up having a huge impact is I went out and got a new bedspread. I had had one for many, many years. It was very old and ratty. It was actually my the, the first quilt I've ever sewn, mm-hmm. which sounds like, oh, wow, why would you not want to have that? I still have it, but it's just not in my bedroom anymore. But if you've ever sewn anything or done a quilt, you kind of know that there are technical difficulties that start to show. Over mm-hmm. the years that uh, y- you were a novice and you did not construct this properly. You did not allow enough seam allowance. Oh. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, the allowance was short-shifted, <laughs> short-changed. The allowance was eaten when things were not lining up and we <laughs> dealt with it later. And <laughs> having dealt with it later, it was time to get a new one. Yes. And so that made a huge difference and... A different project, a different goal of that year was to build something like carpentry, right? Yeah. But what actually happened is it, it improved my room and my space. And so between the cabinet that I made and my bedspread, which were two actually pretty minor things that I did, like they, time-wise did not take very much, especially the bedspread. Mm-hmm. That was instant gratification. It was, it. but it, it still hangs with me. So what 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 am I taking into 23? is I'm going to do minor changes and invest in minor changes in my space, whether that be the studio or my bedroom or wherever, and make it nicer. Like, And there's some mm-hmm. things I already know. But a lot of things that I've been putting off because I'm like, it's not that big a deal. But I learned last year, it is that big a deal. Mm-hmm. It makes me so much happier and I enjoy working in that space. I enjoy relaxing in that space so much more because I did that. So that is something where I'm taking a positive of last year and resolving to make it a positive again this year. It sounds very encouraging. Does that does that make sense? Because a lot, like, what's, let's break it down. What is the biggest thing people resolve to do? 
to get smaller. Yes. <laughs> Redos. <laughs> it uh, is. It, it is. Every, it is to lose got, weight. Gets you know. Yeah, that's that's the top one. That uh, is the top one, and people are like, "Yeah, I don't really do resolutions," as you can see, and they rub like a beer belly. Or, yeah. You know, like that's always what people say. And oh, I guess I should get to the gym, which I wanted to talk about this. Sure. Because I I like being fit and healthy and hale and whole and mm-hmm. all those good things, being able to do things, move about. Mm-hmm. And when you hear people make these resolutions about going to the gym more or losing weight, they make it sound so horrible. Mm. Right? And for them it is. A, why do you want to do that if it's so horrible? Yeah. If you haven't been able to find a form of exercise that is fun to you, yeah, then you're never going to find a way to stay with it. That's that's the biggest thing where you see people falling into the trap of making the same resolution every year. Mm-hmm. And I would say, if I was to give a tip, mm-hmm. if, if this was a how to help me out kind of podcast, yeah. I would say... A, a Dear Megan A podcast. Dear Megan, yes. Don't repeat your resolutions. Because even if you didn't repeat it, you got to change it in some way. you got to mm. make it... And this is also where my second tip would lie, is make your resolutions smaller. Do not just have this nebulous get fit. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what you have to dig into is why you are not doing what you want to do. You have to dig in what is stopping you. Is it that you're working a crazy amount of hours and you're burnt out? Is it that it's not fun for you? Like you just Mm -hmm. don't enjoy it. Is it that you don't have accountability? That you like it when you're there, but you, you, you just don't have accountability. Is it an injury that you're you're not taking care of? Like, it can be so many things. And so I would say make that your resolution is actually figure out why it's not happening. Why you're not... You put your finger on something that's very interesting is why are you not doing something that you say you want to do? Yeah. Because maybe you actually... There's two options. Either you don't really want to do it, which is entirely possible, Mm -hmm. or two, there's things in your way impeding you, just like you said, from doing what you want to do. Now, what can be impeding you from doing what you want to do? We know it can be your own sinful nature. Sure. But then that's something you can address. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, people label this as like, know your why. Mm, yeah, I hate that phrase. I do too. <laughs> I'm glad we had that whole good upbuilding conversation without saying those that phrase. Exactly. exactly. I, don't know, I don't know why, but knowing your why really sets me on edge. Yes, because it, again, it's nebulous. Yeah. And that's with a resolution and any goal. You have to break it down. You have to make it smaller. You can say very well, oh, I want to eat better. What is eating better? There's a, like, go go on YouTube for three minutes and you will get 300 different points of view. Right? All with scientific proof. Yeah. So so what is that? What what do you need to do for your your health? What do you need to eat? And is it that you're intimidated by cooking? Is it that you don't know how to buy it? Like you know like you need to make it smaller. Mm-hmm. Right? And make these small decisions and then they will snowball 
into your ultimate goal. And that's where you're saying, like, I have long-term goals that are expand over a year, right? Yeah. So that, that, you can say, be healthier as an overall, but realize it can be 5, 10. Honestly, if we're talking about health, it's a lifetime. Yeah. It never ends. And, so that's the goal And the that... whole, like, falling off the wagon thing is, like... You probably were never on the wagon to begin with, so don't worry if you fell off the wagon. It, you can chase after it yeah, again. The, yeah, People, or you find another wagon to get on. Like, it, wagons are always coming and going. Don't worry about the wagons. Yeah. You know, so it, it it's just, you got to make it small, and you got to figure out why it's not working right now, because then it'll change your outlook on it. Because a lot of times we use resolutions... We get really hyped up January 1st. Oh, so gym hyped is up. packed. Gym is packed. Everybody's so hyped up. Okay, then February, March. Guess what we do? We start beating up on ourselves for these arbitrary things that we set arbitrarily mm-hmm. that honestly have very little meaning on our life and have very little meaning on who we are as a person. Mm-hmm. But we take this on as our identity that I'm a failure. I can never keep my resolution, and this was doomed from the start. And I don't know why I even try. Yeah, and, and it's then just you... like everything else I do ends in failure. Exactly. And so then you go the rest of your your year, and then January first. Guess what? You do it all over again. So you know Einstein's definition of insanity, <laughs> right, folks? Oh, it it it's just. That's where I think my my number one rule would come in is that don't set the same resolutions. Because if you're endlessly putting something up there and it's not happening, each year it's going to get harder to actually do it. Because you're carrying all that baggage of, I didn't do it. Yeah. And it's just this insurmountable monster. Yeah. Yeah, like, I haven't been able to do this in the past. What makes me think I can do it now? Well, guess what? I can't do it now, so failure time. Yeah, and then we like to feel bad because that's Mm -hmm. actually a default that we like to wallow in self-pity and Mm -hmm. how bad we are. How strange man is. I know. For man is a giddy thing, and this is my conclusion. We start with such great optimism, and this happens daily, whether you're you're setting a resolution mm-hmm. or not, where we think everything will go well. We think that, you know, this task that is probably going to take us five hours, I can definitely do it in three. Yeah. It's, it's all going to go well, and then it turns out taking ten. Yeah. But- it's, 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 sometimes it is wise to be a little bit of an Eeyore in life. Yeah. And be, it's never going to work. Yeah, without... Without being depressed about it. Yeah. <laughs> Be Eeyore, but not Eeyore. Yes. <laughs> you know, because I, I don't like the, it's never going to happen, or, you know, there's, you know, being a Christian, there's always, like, if God wills it. Mm-hmm. You know, if God wills this, if God wills that. And obviously, God is in control of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if something doesn't go according to your plan, obviously, it was God's will. Mm-hmm. But looking at life as like, oh, I'm going to hedge my bets. What if this doesn't happen? It's yeah. not it's not helpful, I don't think. I don't think that's yeah. helpful. But learning how to be realistic with how much time something's going to take and not having this over uh, rambunctious optimism mm-hmm. is helpful too. Because you think like, oh, yeah, this time I'm going to be so amazing. I'm like, well, you should learn from your history that you weren't as amazing yeah. as you thought you were going to be. And so, 
we're 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 on this this teeter totter of optimism and pessimism, and we got we got to be yeah. the the balance in in the middle because we we ride really yeah. high and then we're gonna sink really really low because it didn't yeah. work out. So so trying to be actually the uh, what, what oh the fulcrum. fulcrum trying to be the fulcrum is more advantageous than than trying to be optimistic or pessimistic. Indeed, I find that. Related to that, if people could just embrace the struggle of life. You mock my pain. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. Now, you can go an existential philosophical Please tangent do. here. I mean, Camus would uh, end up saying that uh, we can... He, he said that Sisyphus, who is the mythical character who keeps rolling up a stone just to have it roll back down that he was happy in his, his mm. struggle sisyphus ultimately finds meaning in his struggle just by the even though mm-hmm. the, the the struggle itself is futile the fact that he continues to struggle against the futility is what makes it meaningful now yeah. i wouldn't necessarily go down that route of like finding meaning inside of non-meaning and getting wrapped up into that yeah. because I, I do believe that it's, it's God who makes life meaningful because he's, he's right. given us that. Yeah. However, I do think that because of the fall, we do struggle and we strive. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. Very hard. Yeah. And that's not something to be taken lightly but it's not necessarily a bad thing to to joyfully undertake that suffering because god says now by the sweat of your brow you're going to do mm-hmm. these things but you man was always going to work so we're still working mm-hmm. it's just harder for us right uh, and more painful yeah but we can at least rejoice in the fact that we are doing what we're supposed to do when we work yeah, and and, and, that, that, and God and His grace, the the way that His Son saved us through His suffering. When we suffer, we are now connected to Jesus. That we are, yeah, bonded as as brothers with Him, right? Like He's yes. given us the comfort of of Christ's suffering to and, be comforted and sacrifice. And, and sacrifice to be consolation in our suffering and in our sacrifices mm-hmm. so it, it gives meaning to it whereas the the suffering itself may not be meaningful right, right? but but the god who provides that suffering because, is meaningful yeah that's isn't that ecclesiastic it's like vanity of vanities all that suffering and striving no matter how struggle and strive is is meaningless but now because of the coming of christ it, it it's not so right and you can very clearly see how different types of suffering that you have to go through is pays dividends. Like you get something out of that suffering. Yeah. But you only, you only see that you got something out of it if you went all the way through the suffering. So if you I mean, you, you quit, might not even, you might not ultimately even see you it. will. Once ultimately. you're dead. Yeah. Once you're dead. Yeah. But before that, you might not never see that. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. That's hard to hear, but like you can 
get frustrated that your goals and that yours didn't come to fruition. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's part who says of your goals yours, and your yeah. plans are the ones that should be done. Right. So resolutions. We're back. Stop doing bad things. Stop doing bad things. Uh, like saying so when you get us back on track. I know. So, uh, I guess, I mean, we're just kind of bleeding into resolutions and, and goals. If you want our definition, go back tw- 12 minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what that is. Uh, because what, what do you think about, like, accountability? Like, networking, community, uh, what other buzzwords can I come up with? Uh, but do you think the, like motivation, motivation of, yeah, I don't know, just finding accountability. Do you think that's the best way to accomplish these? It takes a village. Where am I? In the village. What do you want? Information. Whose side are you on? That would be telling. We want information. 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 You won't get it by hook or by crook. We will. Do you think that's like should be number one on people's list that like after they figure out what they want to accomplish, so they write down the resolutions and then they pick apart each of the resolution of why it hasn't happened in the past and mm-hmm. then they make it a manageable size? Yeah. Do they have to then right away figure like, okay, how do I support this with, with peoples? I would try to support it with rabbits. That's that's how I roll. Uh, fluffer nutters. You my... got your emotional support rabbits here. Oh my, they look magnificent. When they lie down like that, they look like little lions. They're languid. With, with funny languid ears. Languid lions with, with large fluffy ears. I don't know, rabbits, I, I, I've, I never had really much interaction with a rabbit before I got rabbits. And they, you're right. They do look like fluffy pigs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sometimes they look like a lion. Sometimes they look like a little cat. Sometimes they, uh, mostly they look like a loaf of a, a fur. A fur. Yeah. Uh, a a bread fluff. Okay. When it comes to to accountability and support structures, uh, I think it's time to check the cell structure. Yes, that's it. Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. Ah, checking the cell structure. Checking, checking, checking the cell structure. Checking. The structure of the checking. cells to be checked. Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. The cell structure. And now the cell structure has been checked. Thank you so much. All these things. I haven't seen it work out for people. So. I, I don't I don't know what the scientific literature says, but in my anecdotally anecdotally, I cannot say that it actually helps. Okay. Because what happens is it's the same thing. They're all fired up to do it. They have these people, but ultimately, you're the one who does the thing. Mm-hmm. Let's take I mean, let's like, let's take but... working out right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So what it might be is your gym time is social time and that's your driving interaction. That That's why you want to do the exercise mm-hmm. is because of the social time. Then maybe it works, right? Because really what you're just saying is that I like the, so, the social time. Mm-hmm. But if that's not you mm-hmm. and you just like, well, I need somebody to, to 
scream at me at the phone on the phone at five o'clock in the morning say, mm. are you up yet? Like get your ass down here mm-hmm. and you know, pump some iron, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. I don't think people ultimately can stick with that. The person helping the other person. No, I, I don't. The first party or the first part. Yes. I think if you're the one who's asking for that networking and asking for that motivation you, and accountability, yeah. I don't think that that ultimately helps you you're, because you're, you're say, not. You're saying that even though you ask to be nagged. Yes. You're not going to like it. You're not going to Three like months it. down the road. No. Well, also I meant to like a way of, of support can be like monetarily that you've invested so much into something. Mm. But in my experience, again, anecdotally, the, the sting of $500, $1,000, $2,000, it fades. It really fades. And it, it can fade in less than 365 days. Yeah. And, and so it's, it can be like maybe you are a person who's very motivated by by money. Money makes the world go around. The world go around. The world go around. Money makes the world go around. It makes the world go round. Oh. Right, and that once you've put the money down to do something, that really hangs over you. Right, you could be, that but could I be that kind I, of I don't think most people are. I don't think so. So again, especially since I think a lot of people are very bad with finances and they just put it on a credit card, so they don't even feel that sting all at once. Right. Yeah. It's just another bill. So I guess you gotta gotta know yourself. I think having a uh, a buddy for for working out or or doing something like let's say you want to do art, like uh, I would not have gotten as far in my art lessons if I wasn't having art lessons. Honestly, like I was, I, I feel like I'm, I'm paying for the fact that somebody's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously like the teaching is a huge bonus, but really it's that you have to schedule it and you have to show up and that there's somebody there with you. Now you can, you can change your schedule, you can cancel, but knowing that somebody's going to be there does help. It does help. It does help. But, but I think what you're saying is that it does help, but if you're relying only on that, solely on that, maybe go back to step one. Yeah, and that's why it's like it's ranked, right? It is ranked. So it can help you. It can make it more fun and make it less. It can exactly. make it feel like less suffering. Yes, right? Because sometimes like oh, Su- I must suffering. Suffer. Yeah, or you're. It's just as much suffering, but since you're doing it together, it does. It feels like you had that camaraderie and like oh, we're sure. going through this hard thing. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, definitely a benefit. So we're going to get back to the first question of Edwin. Well, do, you, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Not Bes- res- be Be better. Be more. Be more. <laughs> do more. <laughs> I do have long-term goals mm. that have been working for the last couple of years and I'll probably continue on. I I think Are they lifetime goals or do they have yeah, an end date? They're they're lifetime goals. But That doesn't count. Okay. I will say that upon the 
the natural reassessment of, of time that goes by. As time goes by. I think that I, in 2022, spent more time than necessary or beneficial on my phone. And that could easily be shifted to books. And that would make me a better person. Can it be easily shifted? If, if, no. So the, the time, the, I don't know if it can be easily shifted, but if, if it were that I was not on my phone, yeah, then that time could be put towards being on. Okay. So uh, let's, let's use this to use our, uh, our made up guidelines to resolutions that we just came up with just now. Okay. So first your resolution is to spend less time on your phone. Yeah. And, uh, so, so to read more, no, no, no. Those are two goals. You have a goal to get off your phone. So we have to be specific. Ask me why. Okay. Why? Why what? Be specific, Bob. Be specific. (laughs) Be specific. in what are you doing on your phone that you don't like? Okay. Because is it the literal screen, the the blinky blinkies at, at your face, or is it a specific thing, like a specific app, or a specific thing or game, or something that you're doing on that device that bugs you? Okay, yes. But yeah, yes, to which one? <laughs> Social media. Social media. Oh, you demon dragon, you. Yes. Okay. So- uh, all my sins are out for everyone to see. Open, release. First, first we have to release. I feel naked before you all. <laughs> it's cathartic. Once we get through this, it gets much better. Oh, good. <laughs> social media, the most like blasé, quintessential thing. I spend too much time on social media. Oh, do you want to know specifically? Yeah. Uh, Instagram Reels. Instagram Reels, that's great. That was really good. Okay. I'm proud of you. Yes. But we're going to make it through this. I hope so. <laughs> Right now, I want to quit. It's so dark up ahead. <laughs> just remember, it's always darkest just before it goes completely black. There's a tunnel at the end of the light. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you're spending too much time on Instagram Reels, and you don't like that. I would... You would prefer okay, to spend... So no, 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 no. Let's, let's be real here. You There's like a the... part that I do like that. You like the dopamine that you're getting yes. from it, but you're not enjoying that time is fleeting past you and you have nothing to show for it. Because, Precisely Because so. you can't even remember the reels that you saw two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So it Oh, is... you're good at this. I know. Just ask Megan. Yes. <laughs> New podcast in 2023. <laughs> Okay, so you don't like that. Where where are we on the steps? So we're we're pinpointing that you don't like that you're spending too much time on Instagram Reels. Yes. Okay, so that means that we have to look into when and and why you're spending that time on it. Mm-hmm. And I will give you an example: is that I have kind of fallen into the pitfall, but not on Instagram, but on YouTube, YouTube okay. Shorts. But. I will say that I use it as a hit of dopamine when I'm having a lot of pain and I can't do anything. Ooh, that's a good excuse. I like that. It is a good excuse. It's a dangerous excuse, but it's the one I've got. Yes. (laughs) I I will cling to it. Uh, No, so so that's why I use it, right? Why do you use, like, what are you... Because this will help us figure out how to replace it. Mm. 
and how to change the habit is if you can pinpoint why. Mm -hmm. Well, see, what happens is the intention is to never be on it for that long. Okay. It's always supposed to be a quick thing. Yeah. And then it ends up being from five minutes to 20 minutes, you yeah. say? Yeah. Okay. I would be fine if, if it was five minutes. Yeah. And then you just get on with your life. Yeah. So what I would say to start breaking the habit, there are timers that you can put on your phone. Mm-hmm. So that would be a helpful reminder, but a lot of times you will bypass that. Yes. So then your second resolution is to read more. Yes. And so you're you're kind of seeing that you want to combine them, that the 20 minutes you're spending on Instagram reels that you think you could read. It's it's like like, it's like when a smoker wants to quit smoking. It's like if I quit smoking, I'll have so much money that I can put into a college fund. Right. mm. And you think the two are connected, but they're actually not. Okay. Well, we could connect them is what I'm thinking for you. Yeah. No, we could because what we could do is that you could buy ebooks and have it on your phone. Right. Because what's hard is that you're going to have to figure out how to make this transition from being on your phone to picking up a book. Yes. So what if the book was already on your phone? But what if I was a doofus and said I didn't like reading on my phone? But do you think that if every time you had the urge to go on Instagram Reels, you opened a book on your phone that would be the bridge gap to you picking up a book because you don't like reading on a phone? Hmm. Honestly, I don't know. Be- I feel like maybe what it would be helpful is if instead of picking up a book, I picked up a magazine article because it's yeah. always the quick thing, right? Yep. It's the quick thing to do. So I don't want to get... So, so if, if the, books, mean, actually- uh, the books I want to read... I want to get immersed into it yeah. and really pick up the thread of thought. And I want a half an hour or more so to So mentally read. you're saying, I can't start this book. Yes. Because it's going to take too much time to get into it. Yes. And then you end up on Instagram because you think it's going to be five minutes, but you end up spending half an hour on it. And then yes. you're like, well, I could have just read the book. Exactly. And then your brain goes, Yes. <laughs> so what we need to do, um, what about reading articles on your phone? Or is it like no reading on your phone? Like it, it just gives you the, the googly blink blinks and you can't. Okay, but the problem is, is that it seems like my digits are much better at opening Instagram than the, the article on my phone. Don't know why, but like one is harder than the other. What if you opened a bunch during the day and then you had all those tabs open? Ah, that's smart. I like that. Okay. So I feel like we should be writing this down because I've completely forgotten where we started. So anyways, you want to spend less time on Instagram Reels. Mm-hmm. The, the reason why you do it is because you have tasks that you think are going to take longer than looking at Instagram Reels. But in actuality, you end up spending just as much time on Instagram Reels as mm-hmm. doing that task. Yeah. I.e. reading. Yes. The solution to pollution is dilution. I love it. <laughs> what are we going to dilute? So what, what, what you're going to do is you're going to go and... The, easy for you. 
you have a father that sends you tons a, of articles, tons of interesting articles mm -hmm. in any topic that you would be interested in. Yes. So what you're going to do is you're going to go into your email and then you're going to open two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. how, how many articles you want to do so that those tabs are open. And whenever you want to watch Instagram reel, you're going to close Instagram and you're going to go to an article. I like the way you think. Okay. See how that goes. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be hard because I know for myself reading is difficult, but maybe it's not as difficult for you. Yeah, the only like, thing they're not necessarily if, if, mutually if I want to be a wimp and, and a crybaby, and I do, yes. because I am, mm -hmm. I want to complain about the fact that articles online are horrendous most of the time with their formatting mm -hmm. and where the ads come up, especially on mobile. Right. But that's that's but that's, that's for the, them to figure out someday. Yeah, exactly. And I, but it, it's just realizing that some some vices will never be gone mm -hmm. just like some devices will never be gone that's right because saying i spend 20 minutes on instagram at you know 6 30 when i'm done with the day and i'm exhausted what i should do is every time i i want to go on instagram i'm going to do 15 push-ups yeah that's that's not going to work yeah that that's illogical because you're doing something that makes you feel I don't know if it makes you feel relaxed but you think it's relaxing and you you're doing it because you're tired and you want a, a it's diverting of, is what it is it's diverting like you're, yeah. you're trying to you know ignore how tired you are mm -hmm. and so saying do something that will make you more tired isn't going to help so that's where I'm like I, I mean, hopefully there's, reading if you, will be if you own a house there's always tons of tasks to do yeah. there's the dishes to do there's mm -hmm. the laundry to do there's sweeping the floors and that's, that's just always present. Yeah. And then there's other stuff as well. Right. But that that's a, precisely the thing is you don't do those things because you're tired. And yeah. that's a legitimate. Where like what, like what could be is like if you had a set time, let's say like reading wasn't your end goal for your Instagram mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And you're just like, you know what? I just hate the doom scrolling. Yeah. I hate that I forget what I watched 10 minutes ago. It mm -hmm. leaves, no, leaves no impact on me. I'm not getting yeah. any value out of this. Oh, but I lie to myself. Liar! 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 Get back, witch! I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. Because you send it to me and so you justify it. No. It's <laughs> even worse than that. What do you do? Very occasionally, I will see... Cause like this is actually I think they they set this up for the the randomized opening hit. So yeah. That, but what I do is I will stumble across a woodworking or carpentry tip that I will use yeah. at my work. Yeah. And I would just justified. Yeah. Twenty minutes wasted so online. So I have to go through five hundred more reels yeah, to find that the, one nugget. That one little trick. I mean, you are panning for gold. I mean, there there's you know. Right. And I mean, cyber like, gold. Yeah. It's, it. And you feel you feel so elated because your your yeah. brain is just that's like, what yes yeah no that's what they're that's what they're banking on that's yeah. why that's why people are are addicted to it yeah but let's say that you have a consistent time that you you do that mm -hmm. um, let's say before bed yeah maybe you can if you're not too tired find a lecture to listen to mm -hmm. great courses is a great resource indeed. Why isn't that great courses a great resources? <laughs> like, that's a tagline. 
I don't know. You actually, need to be their marketing. Well, actually, they've rebranded to Wondrium. Yeah. So it's kind of, I don't know, they use both titles now. Yeah, Great Courses Plus, Wondrium. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's that's a great place to mm-hmm. go for, it's, it's kind of, it's less entertaining than, I don't know, like a master class, mm-hmm. like, or a, or a, a mockumentary thingy on yeah. YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But you it's do more learn it's more entertaining than like somebody just standing on a podium. Yep. So these are, you know, professionals talking in their field. Yeah. And they do a really good job. Especially the newer ones. Like they know that we have the attention span of a goldfish. <laughs> you do know, you... like you just see how like we have like gotten dumber by like yeah. if you watch like the really old lectures. Yeah. To now, with like all like the, the fancy, blinking. the blinky blinky, yeah, and you're like, wow, so engaging. <laughs> and then you watch the other one where it's literally a guy talking about the Iberian Peninsula. Well, those were entrancing. Rufus Fears, they're older, but they're so good. Yes, but there's some other lectures who are older. No, the Iberian like... Peninsula is the Spain Spain one. Do you remember those? Oh, I do. Those ones were those were very, dry. Those were very dry. Those were very dry. And it was very hard to follow, partly because the, the professor had a uh, accent. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like a southern accent. It was just not an American accent. But Rufus Fears, Philip Carey are some of the great older ones. Oh, Philip Carey's who He was really good. So, but anyways, great courses. If you, if you have the mental capacity to take in information... That's great. But maybe mm-hmm. also just find a half an hour TV show. I know it can be difficult to stop watching if it's something like a sitcom or like a comedy. Mm-hmm. But maybe tr- try to find something that you can ration out. Well, I have found... And, and so like I feel like if you watch one episode of a TV show, you get more out than if you spend half an hour watching. Yeah. And with the reading thing, too, sometimes it's just picking the right book. Yeah, because uh, At the right a, time. a book you can dip it in and out of. There's certain authors who write books like that. Yeah, say uh, P.G. Woodhouse. Mm-hmm. I find the the Jeeves and Wooster um, books. Yeah, you can you can immediately get sucked into them. Yeah, and you can and you can set them down. Like it, yeah, it, it, there's some books where you get sucked in and you can't claw your way out. Yeah. Let me out. Let me out. I'm not read. I, I need to. I need to sleep. No, I need to. I need to read this book. I need. I need to sleep. No, you need to read this book. It's two a.m. Let me sleep. Let me. I mean, that's my like best memories of summer. It's just reading with wild abandon. Yes. Like all hours of the night, and then getting up early. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it works in the summer. It doesn't work in the winter. We need more sleep. I, it doesn't work with age either. It's, it's, it's definitely a daylight thing. <laughs> no, so I, if you're making a swap resolution, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, we should even label. Like, we need to come up with, like, a PDF, a PDF guide to resolutions. Ooh. But, like, if it's a swap resolution. Yeah. That I'm going to eat broccoli instead of chocolate. Yeah. Um, think about if it's compatible. Like, think about, is it, like, a like a linear swap like does it actually make sense rationally yes you know or is it just wishful thinking Uh, so (laughs) most of the time people do have them as wishful thinking yeah 
Do you have New Year's resolutions? That's interesting. I mean, I have the the one that I I said. Oh, I I do have a goal. As interesting, maybe we'll we'll tie this into yours. I do have a goal to read more. Okay. Because I have an overarching goal to get back to the things that made me feel really good as a kid. Mm. And kind of hone into those those core memories of things that made me really feel complete and very happy. And one of those things was reading. Yes. I was thinking about this because this is something you have said to me before is that artists are constantly in search of that experience of when they were young. Oh, interesting. I had forgotten I said that. Okay. That so, makes sense. Uh, you, you said that and it's been percolating in the back of my mind. And then I started to just have this wild flashback of our yard growing up mm-hmm. and then all the different aspects of it. And I was thinking, like, as an adult, I don't think you would have seen our yard the same way as you did as a kid. Yeah. We're like, this is the place where there's the red dirt that's good for making worm baths. And this is, this is the pine tree with a bunch of pine cones that you can use as grenades. And this is the tulip that comes up in spring. And like, it's just the one tulip that we have. And it's this gorgeous red color. Yeah. And And like, like, you just like, it's it's like kind of a crazy flashback of all these different mm -hmm. sights, sounds, colors, and um and textures They're like wow there's it's yeah, it's all endless possibilities yeah the smallest things mm-hmm. and that's that's what i'm trying to get back to is those endless possibilities that's yeah. that's a that's an artistic endeavor yeah right? and i i think also too like like moving intuitively like all of it like you know remember like talking about the art like going from one thing to the next in the yard intuitively and like Building it as you as you go, and like the, mm-hmm. the letting the imagination and your and your gut dictate instead of like overthinking yes. everything, and that the making it or like the movement itself is the enjoyment. Yeah, because uh, I remember like I would I would run around like a horse, and it was like it. Sometimes it was part of a plot in some sort of make believe, but often it wasn't. It was just the enjoyment of it. You know, just like the mm-hmm. digging or like the touching the, the plants or moving rocks or whatever. Like a lot of it was just the enjoyment of doing it itself. Uh, but there's there's things like reading that I used to do a lot. And there's also uh, uh, a huge fascination and love for uh, the time period in and around the War for Independence mm-hmm. that... I've kind of gotten back into like, you know what, that's, that's just for some reason, that's again, a, a sight, a sound, a texture, a, mm-hmm. you know, something I want to get back to, to, you know, enjoying that time period in whatever form I will. But those, those stories, yeah, I, I don't know. So there's a lot of things as a kid and there's a lot of things that I still do, but I, I went through a period where I, I think every teenager early like you try to put that stuff away and you're trying to childish things i don't know you're trying to assimilate you're not like so much saying like oh you know banish child's childish things i don't think it's childish to want to get back to certain things that made you really happy like um music music singing listening to music and just singing for no good reason 
is something I did all the time as a kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I'm trying to get back into that. So reading more and listening to music more uh, is is something that I I would like to try to do more. And like with the music thing, like a lot of times when I'm crocheting as an opportunity to consume something else, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying this year to step back because that like a lot of times I would try to watch a show or I would try to watch a lecture or I would be watching YouTube. And I kind of found that it it, it takes me out of the enjoyment of crocheting because because I'm trying I'm over overdoing my senses like I'm, I'm overloading. Right. You know, and I'm feeling like, oh, I'm multitasking. I have to be doing this. And then I feel like I'm not, I'm giving something less attention. Yeah. And, but. And then you lose your counting space. Yeah. And it's very difficult. Yeah. And, and it just is, is more, it's more taxing on the brain for me, which I have to really watch out for because I get really bad headaches and then I get more pain if I'm like overdoing with sensory input. So. Something that I can do, though, is listen to music because it's less like, I don't know, the way music works is is not taking in information in the same way as like if someone's Mm -hmm. teaching you something about Shakespeare or uh, film or whatever. Also, it's immensely enjoyable. Yes. Yep. And singing along is very cathartic. Or I'm going to not listen to anything and just crochet. Because I find actually like now that I've done it for a little bit where I'm not overloading my senses, I'm like, I enjoy crocheting more and I can do it longer Mm -hmm. because I'm not wearing myself out trying to multitask. So Sometimes it is nice to to not have as much stimulus because it's like driving without the radio on. Mm -hmm. We're used to so much stimulus. And, and, And I like having lots going on and especially visually, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just need to take in less information. Yeah. Uh, so listen to more music, crochet more, which sounds weird because there's actually quite a few things in our shop that is, that are crocheted. But I, I think I want to crochet every day because when I crochet, I feel like I've accomplished something. Yes. You're also very fast at it. <laughs> bitterness will get you nowhere. No, it's not bitterness. It's jealousy. <laughs> so. It's a, diff- it's a different. It's uh, a different emotion. It's a different vice. <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, days, I, I don't know, maybe it's an artistic quality to my soul, but I like feeling like I added something in the world. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just an eno- egomaniac complex. I created this. Uh, Let my basket live. <laughs> I I feel like I've I've done something worthwhile. I feel like I've I've accomplished something in the day. At yeah. least I you know at least I made this two inches bigger yeah. than it was. Whereas when I'm doing stuff on the computer, I don't feel that mm-hmm. at all. So, and there's there's a lot of times where I don't get very much done in a day. And so if I can at least crochet a bit, I can say, look at that, I I did that. And then with the reading, it's difficult because, again, it's kind of like a sensory input thing. I think because reading, you have to give a lot more energy to it because, like, you're visualizing mm-hmm. it and you're putting it all together, which used to be no problem for me. Uh, now, So do you find even reading fiction difficult? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's less difficult. Right. 
Yeah. But I still find it difficult. I'm reading the second book of the trilogy of, of Robin Hood by Stephen Lawhead. It's called okay. Scarlet. And, you know, if it was summertime, I would probably be done done it by now. Summertime is so nice to read, though, because you can just go to the beach and read. Yeah, so that that's... is true. Like, you, I, I, I give more time to it, but there's also something about... I don't know if it's the warmer weather, but I just do better overall health-wise. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating. Like, I know I enjoy reading, but it's definitely correlated to how well I'm feeling. However, what I am doing is I'm reading easier things. So, again, Lawhead. So I'm going to mm-hmm. focus on reading easier things, which easier does not mean it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very good, very good books. But it's just easier than some it's other good things. Garbage. It's good garbage. It's no. It's <laughs> it's not even garbage. Let's be nice. But you know, and things. I don't know. I have a list of of easier books. Maybe we'll we'll talk about that. But at some point. But uh, I have my list. So what I'm doing is I am breaking it into very very small pieces. Because when I read, I'm like, I'm going to go ham. I'm going to read. And that's when I burn myself out and then I get headaches and then I don't enjoy my time, which is kind of dumb because you're reading for pleasure and then you're not enjoying it. So what I've been doing is I read one chapter before Mm -hmm. I go to bed. Okay. And so far, I mean, I'm not perfect and it's not like a, I will lose my, Mm my, my, soul if I don't read it. So mm. it's not happening, but most nights is happening. And reading just one chapter, I can, yeah, it's it's been good. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that it's it's I think the the trajectory of my year, if I had to have an overarching theme, is that it's small dedications daily. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But allotting a small amount of time to something that's important to me and letting it accumulate throughout the year. Yes. So I, I'm... Those small compounding effects. Yes. I could say, I want to read more and then read a whole whack of books in the summer, which hopefully I will. And I did last year, which was awesome. But I also want to be able to grow and, and I hope that my health will allow that I can read consistently. Mm-hmm. Because that's a big puzzle piece to to my life that I feel like I've been missing. So I'm mm-hmm. going to try to implement that. And same thing like with music. I'm trying to implement that. I'm learning piano. So I'm, I'm trying to like, okay, five minutes a day. It's those those small things that will accumulate. So that's, that's my, my resolution, my overarching theme and variation. Uh, it's nothing monumental. But, you know, I've had, I've had in the past, like, get healthy, mm-hmm. you know, get, get over fibro, get over endo. Like, that's my goal. Like, I will beat this thing. And I, I truly thought at one, one point it was a, a battle to, to be won and to beat. And, uh, you, I, I've learned that you got to look at the small improvements. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to keep it small because otherwise you're going to get so deflated, so defeated. And, uh, so I don't even have that on my list anywhere because I'm like, I'm just going to continue doing 
what, what I needs, have been doing and, and what, what I need to, to do. do. Yeah. And I also feel like my health is such a consuming part of my life that I'm like, I don't even need to make a special ruling for yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna take precedence no matter whether yeah. I want it to or not. Exactly. So it's not even like, it's not even worth putting on there because yeah. it's, it's going to come first and it's, you know, going to, and I've been ill so long that I know what I'm doing. So yeah. the habits are in place, you know, yeah. you know what you got to do and you, you make those habits. So. I think that's an interesting point when it comes to being sick, though, with something that's chronic, is you do learn to to live with it and manage it. Because I, I, I do think it was harder mentally the, the first little while, because you're just like, why is my body not acting the way I want it to? The hardest time was not when I had mono and malaise, because like, then you're like so in the thick of it that you don't even realize that your life is flying by you. Mm-hmm. It's when you you are well enough to realize that your quality of life is not what it should be. Right. It's not what other people have and that is not what you want. Exactly. That's the hardest. And I think honestly some of the hardest that I went through was when I got diagnosed. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, like even like I would say the year even after because you go from the elation of I know what it is. We're going to, we're going to fix it to realizing that you can't just fix it. Yeah. And it will get better, but it's, it's not going to be like, oh, in one year you're going to be over it. So I think that's, that definitely was, was the hardest. But once you kind of relax into it and say, it's those small changes, it's, or not small, it's like small changes in your health. Not like I'm making small changes, but like incrementally, even though you have setbacks, you see a, a trajectory that's forward. Yeah. That's what you got to gotta look for because, yeah, it's, it's when you are, you, you kind of look at, yeah, you get stuck in that rut, like you were saying, of yeah. like, it's going nowhere. And I still feel like that sometimes. Yeah. I hate that stuck feeling that, that you no, know, nothing is moving forward. Everybody's moving forward but me, you know, that yeah. sort of stuff, which makes it hard um, with chronic illness. Well, I think we've kind of exhausted this... Uh, what did you real, want to say? Yes. Real quick, even though I don't think we talked about my, my resolutions, but the, I don't really think of them as resolutions. They're just things I'm, I'm acting on and towards. Whether, but what yeah. I'm excited about this year, I'm excited, really excited about gardening and, and making my yard as beautiful as possible. Can't stop thinking about that. I'm yeah so that's again from our guidebook that's taking a positive from the last year and bringing yes. it into the, the next year exactly I'm I'm gonna do this guidebook you got I'm it, sold it, it, it's a, <laughs> a New Year's revolution uh, checklist viva la France viva la liberty <laughs> libertas libertas la fraternity la something else wait, liberty brotherhood frater- wait what was it come on Come on, Edwin. Uh, Life, liberty, and brotherhood? No. What is it? Fraternity. That's brotherhood. Yeah. And liberty, property. fraternity, equality? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow, that that took way more than it should have. Well, you know what? We can't be perfect. And that's something that uh, that's that's a... Uh, we need that's to That's a thing people say. <laughs> I'm looking at you. You're looking all wise. And I'm like, what are you, where are you going with that? We 
are will, not. We will rock you. <laughs> we need to understand that we are limited and finite and that nothing is going to happen just like that. Seems like a downer. Oh, is that a downer? I meant it to be. I meant it to be upbeat. I thought it was encouraging. We're all gonna die. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Exactly. Well, <laughs> so I thought that was encouraging. No. Well, this was encouraging now. No, no, no! This I, is good. This is—I mean—we end it's right cathartic. now. Yeah, <laughs> let it all out. You know, if you should—if you're gonna have one New Year's revolution or resolution, <laughs> what it should be is to buy something from Ducks Never Waver. Really, it should be supporting small business and well-made, handcrafted items. Not just small business in general, because we don't want it to be nebulous here. We no. want to be specific. Help your Ducks Never Waver family. Yes. That's. Megan and myself. Mostly Megan. Yeah. So, and, and the bunnies. You you can hear yes. uh, Dorothy, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah, you hear that? That's her drinking. You know how much water this this animal, this beast, downs? The water bill is, is, is skyrocketing. And we need your help, people. And the only way you can help is to buy some fine, handcrafted material uh, uh, goods. It's true. We are going to have a lot of beautiful tea towels coming in very soon. They're, they're going to be restocked. Also going to be restocking baskets. and Otherwise known as bags. Yes, bags. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be restocking uh, some t-shirt yarn bags. And when we say and restocking, that doesn't mean they're out right now. You no. could go right now to the store and you could find something you would love. Yes. And we have so many beautiful silk scarves that are just stunning pieces of art. You could hang them on your wall. They look that good. But you get to hang it on your body and walk around. So you're going to be a, a walking, moving, talking piece of art, which is pretty avant-garde. Very avant-garde. Mm-hmm. Very new EAG. It is. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can... I, I, I don't I, know if we fully condone that line of thought. I mean, if it gets if you, you to, if, if you, you buy, buy it, the, yeah. if you buy it, then then we buy it. Yes, <laughs> precisely so. <laughs> uh, some of the things that I think that are in the shop that need more traction and attraction mm-hmm. is uh, the knot bag. The knot yeah. Bag. That people don't understand how cool that thing is. Yeah. Just it. I would have one, except men apparently aren't allowed to have things that they hold stuff in that's attached to their person but you know what you know what you could do though with that is that you could get a carabiner and clip it to your belt loop and that would be so boho right yeah it would be okay that'd be great but here's i'm just gonna gripe here for this is edwin's gripe session here hear ye hear ye a woman can go into a movie theater with with a huge purse i mean a gigantic purse and nobody bats an eye if you want to go into a movie theater with a backpack and your dude, you gotta check them bags, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because 
obviously you're carrying a pistola in there and yeah. like a hand grenade and the claymore mine. And I'm not saying those things aren't true, but I'm just saying <laughs> the judgment, it hurts a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it does. Cause you see some of those purses that are like, you could fit as much as in a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know where you would never have issues is if you had the cotton knot bag. Okay. You because would... that will, that will fit through, through all sorts of security. That's right. Who's to judge a fully grown man or woman carrying a delightful piece of fashion wear. Yeah. I mean, it's just all how you wear it, really. Mm -hmm. It is. You know, the the piece speaks for itself. You just have to have the confidence to to live up to it. Yeah. It's it's really actually a a fortitude test. It is. Are you strong enough? Are you enough of a person to handle this bag? Do you have a soul? Don't answer that. But no, it's a, it's a really, really cute bag. It's reversible. It has uh, a couple cute pockets and it's great for just when you want to carry a couple things. Your wallet, your keys, dead body, everything yeah. like that. Yeah, every, and, and, yeah, exactly. You might want a phone, but you know, the, the dead body takes precedence. Indeed. <laughs> we ended on a dead body. <laughs> We're so weird. <laughs> Started being more uplifting, and they were like dead body. <laughs> I think we have to end cadavers today. by Megan. <laughs> Cozy cadavers. I don't know why, and I'm kind of ashamed, but it's hilarious. But I honestly thought cadaver was a type of decoration. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? I really I thought. thought- yeah, I did once I figured it out. Oh, okay. But like, yeah, a few cadavers here, a few cadavers there. And I just want as the centerpiece a nice large cadaver, you know? It sounds like a decoration. Oh, we should totally do that, though, as a, a sketch. <laughs> like, put a dead body. <laughs> that would be so weird. <sighs> and it's like, we'll put, we'll put a, a small portion of the cadaver here. <laughs> Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Well, hope. Oh, my goodness. Folks, be there pleasant. Was- we hope you have enjoyed the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. If you would like to fill your senses with more Ducks Never Waver goodness, you can feast your eyeballs on Instagram and Facebook. Touch some of our beautiful pieces that we will ship right to your door by ordering them through Etsy. Or you can continue hearing us on this magnificent culmination of auditory recordation. Donation buckets are in the description for you to invest in the betterment of this podcast. We will work diligently to read and present interesting topics. Your hard-earned money will be joyously and gratefully spent to improve your lunch break. Want to keep your hard-earned money? And who doesn't? You can still support us and yourself by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing this here podcast with all the other ducks in your life. Stay quacky.